Welcome to Frankly Speaking. With Mayor B. I'm Frank Pesanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us as we delve even deeper into our series, The Hills Have Size, where we revisit everyone's favorite fake reality show, The Hills. Um, today we're going to be discussing Season 4, Episode 3, Better Off as Friends. Yeah. And again, I could use an ellipsis. <clears throat> like, I'm it also, missing Shouldn't ellipsis. it just be or better, better Off Friends? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh well. Yeah, they're not they're not dazzling with the episode titles lately. But no. such is life. All right, house cleaning, fun stuff. Um yes, we have all. Well, first of all, another disclaimer. I am now in day 18 of whole 30. Still crabby. Um last night I fell off the wagon and drank my motherfucking face off. So oh. I am also hungover. Um so it's going to be a real rough ride, guys. So just <laughs> buckle in. <laughs> Day 18 is still impressive, though. Um, yeah, well, it would be more impressive if I didn't drink last night, but I didn't eat anything bad. There you go. And I have to apologize to you in advance, because for breakfast this morning, I had mashed up avocado and half an onion, and I feel like despite the fact that I have brushed my teeth and flossed and <laughs> uh, mouthwashed, I still taste like a big onion face, so... That's okay. There's that. <laughs> That's all right. Um, house cleaning to start. What do you want to do? Uh, why don't you go ahead, and then I'll do Twitter. Okay. So the only house cleaning that I have other than, you know, talking about the Spencer stuff, which we will get to, is that I did some research on Doug, which I'm sort of excited about. So Doug is from Laguna Beach, as is Lauren Conrad, obviously. He went to the Catholic high school in Laguna Beach, not okay. Laguna Beach High School, which makes sense to me. He was drafted into Major League Baseball out of high school for the Angels, I don't know if he actually played with them or whether he was sort of like riding pine or whatever. And he was traded to the Orioles, which is fascinating because it's my husband's team. And if he comes home, we're going to have to follow up with him about this. And then he got injured. It was a knee injury. Okay. So I'm guessing that when we're seeing him on the hills, he's probably in rehab and doing other things, but he's not actively playing. So he's yeah. floating around and doing nothing. I feel like he should be limping more. Yes. He did get a baseball scholarship to USC, I believe, but turned it down because he, you know, he was able to play. He's already playing professional. Yeah. yeah. And he is today engaged to Allie Lutz. Who's Allie Lutz? Okay. In the very end of the hills, Kristen Cavallari Hills. Uh-huh. Remember that blonde girl where Kristen's like, that girl's crazy. She crawled into bed with Brody. Yes. That's Allie Lutz. Okay. And Doug is marrying Allie Lutz. Interesting. I know. So there you go. Nice little tidbit. Uh, well, he definitely has a type, because I feel like she's much more like Paris Hilton. Allie yes. Lutz. Yes. Yeah. Like, Lauren obviously was a one-off. Yes. Yep. But that's all I've got on Doug, but I still was pretty excited about it. I forgot he was engaged to Allie Lutz, because I had read that and just forgot about it, because who cares about Doug Ragnar? Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's it for me. Okay, um, I have a bunch of Twitter stuff. So, um, Kate, whose Twitter handle is at K-H, the number eight, T-E-R-R-O. So that'd be what? K-Terio? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't hear what you said. I don't have my glasses and I'm hungover. Yeah, Katero. Katero. Um, I don't know. Tweeted us and said... Plus one for Kel and Earth, as I've never watched and need to. And yes, you do, for sure. <laughs> um, and she also wants to put in a vote for the Rachel Zoe project oh. after Kel and Earth and sent us an amazing gif of Rachel Zoe saying, I literally died. 
which oh, is yeah. a maze. Well, that's um, all she says, too. So thank you, Kate. That is a super good suggestion. Um, and then now you're going to have to explain this one to me because um, the albino wino. Yes, my friend, Lauren. Yes, your friend, Lauren, sent us a tweet that said, well, to Spencer, included us, and said, at Spencer Pratt, so glad to hear wine is still a major food group. At Frankly Mary, get that skin lubed up. And I don't know what that means. I don't either. I I'm meant, assuming it's like a Snapchat, like yeah. you must have Snapchatted something, but um, you're going to have to get back to us and let us know. Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is, is I, I chat with Lauren while we're both at work every single day, and I was text messaging with her just before you came over, and I forgot to ask her. Okay, because I need to know, like I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Um, and then Heather Johnson, Gloom Cookie, um, sent us, um, well, at Gloom Cookie 0898, um, I uh, asked us if we'd listened to Mal's interview with Spencer yet. She said our brain is exploding like popcorn. We yes. have. I've, have you listened to both parts? I've yes. listened to both parts. Okay. Um, and let's see. Um, let's see. Where else do we go here? We got three new star ratings too. Yay. Thanks guys. <laughs> I like that. I never remember to look until we are recording. Okay. Where is it? Okay. And then... Heather Johnson tweeted us and said that she is going to Austin next month and asked if she would like us to kidnap Justin Bobby for us. And yes, I please. responded emphatically yes. <laughs> um, so Heather, if you need me to um, DM you his address, I will be happy to do that. Ooh. <laughs> well, um, he'll probably finally be on tour now that we have his address. Um, and she also sent out an appreciation for the fact that we are forgiving Android people for not being able to start a review. Which, as I'm an Android person, I cannot do that either. Yes. Um, so, yes. All right, let's keep going. I feel like there was another one. Um, oh, and she also said that she is almost caught up. Uh, she only has one more episode to go, so hopefully by now, Heather, you are caught up and hearing all of this. Um, and that's it. That's it for Twitter. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of the Spencer Pratt Emotionally Broken Psychos episodes, plural. Yeah, we need to talk about it. We should talk about it. Um, what were your thoughts? Well, so let's give background because I know there are probably some people who don't listen to Emotionally Broken Psychos. Emotionally Broken Psychos is a podcast about reality TV. Frank and I were on an episode in January? Or was it early everywhere? I don't know. No, it was after the Women's March. It was, in, I was, I did it in, I was on by myself yep. in like November? December. I did, yeah, it aired in December. I recorded yep. it in November. And then we were both on an episode in January. Right. So Spencer Pratt was on an episode to discuss all of his comings and goings with the host, and it was a two-part episode. And the way that she scored this interview is that she, Malls is the host. She's doing a documentary um, about reality show villains, I believe, and Spencer's in it. Okay. And also, if you heard the interview, she hooked up her good friend, like one of her best friends ended up handling his Twitter account while he was in the Big Brother house. That's right. Yeah. Yep. So, let's see. Big takeaways for me. I was very excited, actually, that I was correct in that Jason Waller's grandparents had a ton of money. Yes. And I think the sex tape stuff about the Hills was really interesting. 
Um, so what's like been the beef curtains part? Well, I think I mentioned that in a yeah, very you did. early episode you because did. I read Perez Hilton at the time and he used to call her that. Mm-hmm. So the other thing that was interesting is Spencer claimed that Jason is the one who went to, you know, TMZ or whoever and claimed he had a tape and wanted to sell it. And allegedly of Lauren blowing him. Yes. Is what the tape and then is. He realized he didn't need the money, according to Spencer. But that's where Spencer generated this rumor from. And it actually, it made me feel validated because I always thought that Lauren was really sensitive about it for a reason. I thought that something existed. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, So I think those were two things that I felt very affirmed by. Um, I was a little, not upset, but I wish that, like, I feel like she didn't ask enough Hills questions. Agreed. Um, I feel like a lot, part of that is my fault because when I first saw, well, not entirely my fault, but when I first saw her post in the Facebook group that she was taking questions, like, it was kind of late at night and I'm like, oh, I really want to compile, like, uh, like, I want to think about this. Like, I just don't want to, like, fire off dumb shit. And I actually even considered just texting her. And then I never got around to it, and it was too late. So I feel like that's... I can't blame anyone but myself, because I didn't, like, put questions out there. I can tell you, I added one. I saw that you did, yeah. And a lot of people did. She didn't ask a lot of them, to be honest. Yeah. You know, and also, Spencer does sort of ramble. So I think asking a list of questions was never going to happen. Yeah, true. The other thing that I think was a big takeaway for me is that I wonder why Spencer doesn't actually work in television instead of waiting to star on it. He knows what he's talking about and he has a producer's mind. And to me, I'm wondering why he doesn't produce another show with someone he knows. I think he probably can't. Like, I don't think he could get funding. I don't think a network would pick it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's a matter of him, like, choosing not to do it. I think no one would have him. Yeah, that was the other thing that I wondered is if they're just sort of blackballed. Um, the one thing that I really took away from it is I still can't tell how much of, even in his conversation with Malls, like how much of this is him and how much of this is his public persona. Mm. I mean, cause he comes across as fucking crazy. Yeah. Like he came across nuts and I wonder how much of that is still him trying to further this like myth of Spencer from the Hills and all the reality TV and whatever. You know? I don't know. I, it's probably both. I mean, I do think that they're very isolated and they don't do a lot of social things and they've both become a little bit nuttier. I think he plays it up to make himself more interesting. Well, and that's what I mean. Like, how much is he playing it up? And I also thought it was interesting that he kind of debunked, like, everything we'd read at the special was that all of the madness between him and Heidi's family was fabricated. But then in the interview, she asks him how he's getting along with Heidi's mother, and he says, great, the reason we had problems back in the day was because LC was calling her all the time and saying shit about me. Yeah. So that kind of goes against what he was saying that it was made up, because it sounds like it wasn't made up now. Yeah. I don't know. The the thing that made me both like Lauren Conrad more and hate Lauren Conrad more was that Spencer basically says she was the big party girl and she yeah. was sort of a sloppy mess a he lot. He called her Snooky. Yeah. He said she was the original Snooky. Right. But at the same time, she was smart enough to keep it off television or as she was a diva about it and kept it off television, which is very smart. 
and she didn't ruin any future endeavors for herself by doing that. But I'm also, it makes me hate her because it's so, that's the reason it wasn't real. But how do we know it was her keeping it off television? Because he said, like, Brody would get mad because in the interview, he said, like, we they missed all the good stuff. Like, Brody would get so upset, be like, why are you guys stopping filming at 11? Like, you should still be filming at 2 when shit really goes down. And I think that was MTV's decision. He also said she was the one who didn't want it to be more real, though. For sure. But I, I mean, I think if... M I mean, they could have shown the rest of the cast being drunken idiots and True. not Lauren, and they don't show that either. I so know. I think that was MTV's... I mean, I don't want to say it was a dumb choice on their part because The Hills did great and had really high ratings. But um, I think that was MTV's weird decision. Maybe. I also found Spencer's tidbit about the... Um, Ratings bonuses, interesting. Oh, yeah. He says he was trying to ramp up drama all the time because casts on other reality shows got ratings bonuses. And The Hills never got them. Yeah, he said they never got them. Yeah. What else was good? I feel like there was something else that was good. Oh, well, this doesn't have anything to do with The Hills, but I thought it's weird that Heidi's now allegedly an accountant. Oh, did he say that? Yeah. Oh. Because she's like, what's Heidi? It was at the end. And he's oh. like, what's Heidi up to? Mal's asked, what's Heidi up to now? And he was like, you know, she's into that accounting life. She's into Quicken and like... So I don't know if he means just taking care of their finances. I'm assuming that's what he means. But yeah. he made it sound like she's just like whiling away at a calculator. It is tax season. Maybe she's just doing their taxes. Perhaps. Um, I also <laughs> liked a lot of the talk about the album. Uh -huh. How much money they spent on the album. 2.7 million, I think is what he said. I thought he said 3.7 at first. Oh, maybe. Um, and then the, um, yeah, that, that she regrets it because she wishes he had the money. He would never regret it because, you know. He, he thinks Heidi's it. amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I also thought it was weird that she wasn't chiming in because the interview was in the car. Mm -hmm. she was driving. I'm guessing she was driving. I don't know. They were in the he car was. together. He was driving and interviewing. And she's just sitting in the passenger seat. He was nothing. going from Santa Barbara to LA for his appointment. No, I know, but she was in the car. I thought, I assumed she was, I thought maybe she was driving while he was interviewing. No, she was at home because he said that his phone didn't cut out while he was talking to her. His phone didn't cut out while he was talking to Malls. Yeah. I'm talking about Heidi. Oh, oh. Heidi. <laughs> I thought you meant Malls was in the car. I was like, no, 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 no. Heidi was in the car the whole time. Yeah, surprisingly silent. Well, I think that she was supposed to be silent, but I'm surprised that Malls wasn't like, oh, you're both in the car. Put it on speaker. Like, let's talk to both of you. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. I, I found his hatred for Bruce Jenner interesting also. Oh, yeah. That was good. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it makes sense. It does make sense. And for those of you who didn't listen to the interview, you should go listen to it. But his hatred to Bruce, for, to, for, to, uh, for Bruce Jenner has nothing to do with the Caitlyn stuff. It's because Bruce didn't like him. He thought that Spencer was a bad influence on Brody. And the fact that he watched his best friend's dad marry this other woman, have a whole new set of kids, and ignore... His sons. Which is, I mean, good on Spencer. Like, I yeah. feel like it was good that he had his boys back in that situation. And, I mean, I probably would have too. Like, Yeah. And I, you know, I love me some Brody Jenner. I like his brother too. Yeah, of course. The podcast follows his brother on Instagram also. Oh. <laughs> uh, I think we might on Twitter too, but I'm not sure. Yeah, he's cute. 
Well, th that was it for me, but it was definitely fun. I was it was fun. It. it was really fun, but I just wish that we could have done it because I would have loved to ask like a million Hill-specific questions. And Malls obviously doesn't have the same like interests that we do, so like she yeah. asks more all over the board questions, which makes sense for her. Right. Her podcast. Well, the question I wanted her to pose, the one I added to the group, was if Spencer was the one who was pushing the show to be more real, why didn't we see he and Heidi's real social situation? Yeah. Why did they always sort of drum up this fake stuff with their siblings? They clearly were going out. They were doing things with the paparazzi. And he says that, you know, Lauren did all the, all these things to hide the real stuff, but they did too. Yeah, they did for sure. Why didn't we see Heidi working on her album? I don't know. Maybe MTV wouldn't do that actually, but anyway. I wonder if, Ugh, I almost wish that we could have gone to that thing tonight, um, Malls' thing, because I wonder, I haven't talked to her in a while, but I'm almost tempted to text her and ask her, like, his contact information, like, not his direct, but, like, his quote-unquote people's contact information to see, like, how willing he would be to have us interview him. Oh, my God. I, w I don't, I think I would combust. <laughs> <laughs> He's grown on me a lot, though. Yeah. Rewatching this, absolutely. For sure. But it's still Spencer Pratt, and I still get the, like... You know, I suck air through my teeth when I think about it. Should we dive into yes, this? Yes, I think that we should. This snooze of an episode? Yes. <laughs> okay. We begin, and we are at People's Revolution. Whitney is telling Lauren that she is about to go to New York, because when Kelly wants you, she wants you. And she doesn't know quite what for, and Lauren says, pack lots of black. Um, and this is for sure, this was filmed last week or the week before because Lauren is wearing the same nail polish, that blue purpley nail polish. That is her signature color at this point though. Oh, it is? Yeah, she wore that a lot. Oh, okay. Um, so Whitney asks Lauren how Doug is doing and Lauren says there are no juicy details there. She thinks that things are fizzling out. There's just no spark and... Whitney says, well, you just can't force these things. And then proceeds to give her <laughs> the worst advice in the history of advice. Well, Lauren also first says, I liked him more when I was younger. Yeah, you're not 17 anymore. And then Whitney gives her the what I would consider to be some of the worst breakup advice I've ever heard on TV. Yes. So Whitney says, like, oh, instead of saying, like... You should just tell him that you're better off as friends and you don't have romantic feelings, whatever. She says, well, you should just tell him that things are moving too fast and that it's just going a little too quickly and you need to slow things down, which is terrible. That's and like, string them along is basically what she's saying. She also adds bad timing. Timing. Yeah. So very hard <laughs> ink on the timing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was a little shocked. I feel like Whitney usually is much more grounded than that and down to earth and gives better advice. Like, I don't know. I was just like, what the fuck, Whit? There also could have been part of the story missing. Maybe Doug invited Lauren to go away on some vacation or something and she was weirded out and thought it was moving too fast. Maybe. Yeah, it's very possible. It, it, it seemed like a part of the conversation could have been missing, but it's still strange. Yeah. And Whitney got it wrong. So then we go to Fidham. Lauren has a brief scene with Stephanie. She's wearing a cute cardigan, actually. It's white and gray, rugby striped, wearing it open, I think, over a tank top. Um, I just dubbed this entire conversation Frizz Fest 2008 because both of their hair was having, <laughs> like, severe frizz problems. Must have been humid that day. So Stephanie says Spencer disowned her for inviting Lauren to her birthday party. I, I haven't really seen 
I don't think he's disowned her. We saw them together last episode. We see them together this episode. He's mad at her. Well, I mean, I think he's said multiple times, like, I'm done. Like, you, I mean, I think that's what she's referring to. Yeah, I think he says he disowned her, but that hasn't happened yet. And then Lauren says that she thinks Stephanie has made a big effort on both sides. Okay. Which I, like, it's, I'm so confused because at Fidham last week, when Stephanie had her just gang-banged hair, um, <laughs> they, um, Lauren was pissed at her. Like, mad that Spencer showed up and somehow thought Stephanie had something to do with it. And now Stephanie says, like, Spencer's mad at me because you were at my birthday. Now, all of a sudden, Lauren is like, oh, you're t- totally being fair to both sides. And, you know, you're trying to be friends with both of us. And you're, you're doing a great... I mean, it's... I'm like, fuck you, Lauren. No. Yeah. Like, that's not how you felt a week ago. Yeah. And is it wit- is it Stephanie or Lauren who says you're such a good friend? I don't even... I didn't even... Stephanie. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was Stephanie. She said it to Lauren. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's not, Stephanie. Yeah. <laughs> their definition of friendship is real interesting. Real weird, yeah. Yeah. So then we're in New York City, and we are at the Soho location of People's Revolution. Whitney arrives, and Kelly immediately <laughs> puts her in the hot seat about what took her so long to get there. And it was a really weird... Co- I mean, because she's like, what, what took you so long? And Whitney's like, well, I came straight from the airport. And she's like, where's your luggage? She's like, I had it dropped off at the hotel. I'm like, it, oh, when Kelly kept saying, like, was traffic bad? I'm like, what? Kelly, like... Were you clocking her? Like, you, if you booked your flight, you know what time her plane landed. Like, I don't... What the fuck? Well, also, doesn't it take a while to get from JFK to... Fuck yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh, it was very bizarre. So then Kelly lets her disappointment about Whitney's arrival time go. It says, there's a casting upstairs. You know, she's all... She's always frantic. So Whitney goes upstairs and there is a bunch of early 20-something male models doing a casting. And we see Robin from Kel on Earth. And she, Kelly had asked Whitney to help with the styling. And now this is where I am fucking confused. What is Whitney's new job? I don't know. What is her new job? I don't know. I thought the chick that got fired was in PR. I don't know. So I don't understand Whitney's job. And don't models come dressed for castings themselves? I know they can ask them to try things on, but isn't it more about just what they look like? <laughs> oh, um, well... Because it's not a fitting. Uh, maybe it was just to see if they looked right in the clothes? Maybe. And, you know, Kelly insists that Whitney help with this with her brilliant styling skills, and she hands the first guy a white V-neck t-shirt and a pair of jeans. Yeah, it's stupid. I could do that. <laughs> so, I don't, I didn't get it. And Kelly calls one guy Mr. Stomach, which is accurate. Um, I wrote Kelly as a perv. She's like, a perv. She was perving out on a lot of those guys. Yes. It happens, it happens a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So then we meet this model, Alex, and Kelly is, she's scoping him out. It could have been for Whitney. It could have been for herself. It could have been for anyone. I thought it was interesting. I mean, because we find out in a minute that it was for Whitney, but like I was getting a Kelly wants to fucking vibe hardcore. Yes. Like nothing to do with Whitney at all. Yes. And on Kel on Earth too, the lines are blurred there all the time. Yeah. So we meet Alex He went to USC also, and then he transferred to Columbia. Kelly tells him he has a nice body. He's a model. 
Um, they mock him for being a frat guy, which yeah. I thought was kind of funny. Yep. Um, Whitney pipes up that she went to USC as well. Yeah, they're sort of... I would say they're flirting, but I think that's being generous. Oh, shit. Speaking of Whitney, I know what I forgot to talk about with the, the EBP Spencer episode. That means that Whitney went to high school with the Olsen twins as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, there was another tidbit about that, too. Um, what, about Spencer selling the picture? No, I knew that. No, never mind. It'll come back to me another time. So then Kelly invites this model to have drinks with all of them, meaning all the People's Revolution ladies, tonight at 8.45 sharp. She says it just like that. 8.45 sharp. So then Whitney's kind of giggling and she says, I'm shy, I'm shy. Because Kelly puts them on the spot in an awkward way. And then, you know, they're all standing there and Kelly says, that's what you call multitasking in a power bitch world. <laughs> Which is amazing. I forgot that power bitch is her thing on Kel on Earth, too. Yes. She drops that a lot, and I like it. So then we are back to L.A., and we see Spencer and Heidi looking fancy rolling up to cut Beverly Hills. Heidi's got a slinky kind of red wine colored dress on. Spencer's got some big old sunglasses on as he rolls up to the valet. It's They're going out. It also seems really early for dinner. <laughs> early bird special at cut. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so <clears throat> he says they, he feels like they haven't been alone together in years because every time they were going out to dinner, Heidi kept inviting Holly and Heidi says, I know so fun. Like three is the company. <laughs> oh, I thought she said three's company. <laughs> she kind of chokes it out. Oh, she did? Yeah. <laughs> And then Spencer segues back to Stephanie's birthday party, says he regrets not throwing Stephanie's cake in Elsie's face. Heidi says, stop it. And he says something about how he hates Stephanie now. And Heidi says, that's your sister. You know, we have to make it fine. And I miss Stephanie. And he says, well, if you miss Stephanie, why don't you go hang out with her and Elsie? And Heidi says, maybe I will hang out with them. I don't understand this continued crap on Heidi's part to, like, not cutting Elsie out of her life. Like, she keeps waffling like she wants back in, and I'm like, what the fuck, Heidi? Who cares? Like, why do you care? I don't know. Why was Stephanie's birthday party that traumatic? They're the ones who got to stay. Yeah. I assume they just kept drinking champagne with Stephanie and had fun, and that's it. Oh, I think you're kidding yourself. They did not have fun. Elsie left. Spencer was a dick about the fact that Elsie was there at all for the rest of the night, I'm sure, to Stephanie. Like, well, nice of you to bring that back. I mean, it's, Spencer's not one that was just going to let it go and then True. drink and have fun for the rest of the night. And Heidi, I'm sure, was trying to make Peacemaker. I'm sure it was an awful, uncomfortable evening. It's true. I forget that drunken dramas can also last months when they really took minutes. Yeah. All right. Fair. <laughs> I've been sober for a few weeks, actually, so maybe that's, <laughs> it's already escaping me. So then we go to Sushi Roku, and we get an up-close-and-personal with Brody for the first time in a little bit. And Lauren and Brody have dinner. Talk to me about Lauren's hair. What do you think of it? The two braided pieces. Oh, I wasn't even paying attention. I was too distracted by her stupid baby voice. 
Yeah, she was throwing on baby voice a lot. Oh, so fucking annoying. When he I, asked her about her bracelets, I was and she goes, that. just like this, these are my sparkly and these are my friendships. And I'm like, oh my God, I just want to punch her in her face. Even worse, she says, these are my sparklies and these are my friendships. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, it's super gross. And he says, friendships. He says, who from? And she says, this one's from my mama and this one's from Stephanie. It's really bad. Yeah, terrible. So yes, I was not looking at her hair. I was too busy trying not to well, punch her. Well, it's two braided pieces pinned in the back with the rest of the like hair Like one on down. each side? Yeah. That was a thing. Yeah. It's it's cute, but it's also a little Jan Brady. Yeah. <laughs> and she does it again later in the episode. So then her saying that the friendship bracelet is from Stephanie, you know, gives Brody the excuse to bring up the fact that he thinks Stephanie is shady and has ulterior motives, and he can't wait to say, I told you so. And then they have a conversation about how Brody was also had this thought about Doug. And Lauren says, yeah, you can be right about Doug. But we didn't ever see Brody tell her this about Doug. No. And I thought that Doug was one of the boys now and they're all like hanging and. That's what I thought. It, it didn't make sense to me. Yeah. And. So then Lauren says she doesn't want to settle and that her type is a guy she's already dated. And Brody makes a joke, what about us getting naked later? I missed that too. I thought he was still dating that girl, Cora. I think he is still dating that girl, Cora. And this, it was just like a joke, like mocking their past flirtation. I don't know. It, yeah, it was kind of nonsensical. He's also wearing camouflage, which is hard for me. It's the gray, white, and black kind, too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not into that. <laughs> uh, so then we go to the Soho Grand back in New York City, which makes me excited because I went to have drinks there once because I was determined I was going to see a celebrity, and then I saw no one. And Whitney is sitting there, and this model, Alex, shows up. And he's cute. He's not my type, but he's cute. Yeah, not my type either, but yeah, he's, he's cute. He's very thin. Yeah. He's, which is fine, you know, but it's... But he's got one of his faces, like, he's not going to age well, because he has such a thin face, too. And I feel like people with those, mm. like, thin, gaunt faces, like, they do not, like, they look old quick. Okay. Yeah, I could see like, that. Like, I bet if we were to find a picture of him now, he's probably already aging a little bit. Right. And just so all of you who have watched The City know, we do see Alex again on The City. Oh, you do? He's one of the people, I think, in the first one or two episodes that orients Whitney to New York City. Gotcha. And I think he likes her, and she doesn't reciprocate, and she falls in with another guy. Um, does she use her advice that she gave Lauren about Doug? Probably. And just tell him it's moving too fast and string him along? Probably. Okay. Yep. Um, and you would actually like the guy that Whitney dates on The City. He's sort of Justin Bobby-esque. He's got long flowing hair and he's in a band and he's kind of aloof. He's not as rocker as Bobby, but... Interesting. Yeah, Jay's cute. So Alex shows up and asks Whitney, so did you guys cast me? And they're laughing about it. And he says, so, you know, did your boss invite other people out or was I special? Whitney says, no, you were special. So then Kelly calls Whitney... We don't hear the phone call, but of course Kelly's not coming. Well, and he's it, she, he didn't ask if Kelly invited other people out. He asked if Kelly singled any other people out. He oh. said she really singled me out. Yeah, she did. Um, yeah, the call was weird. Um, do we think it was actually Kelly, or do we think it was the producers? Producers. Yeah. It did seem like a real phone call, though. Yeah. Because Whitney's embarrassment seemed real. Yeah. And she 
it, it was a genuine reaction to, on the other end of the phone. I also put that Shy Whitney seems to have recovered. Yeah. Because she, first of all, she's the only, she's the first one there. And I don't know if she was staying at the same I think she was. Um, and then she, like, jumped right in just fine and handled the fact that no one else was coming just fine. Yeah. Yeah. And he invites her to go on a walk around Soho, which is nice. What's interesting- I didn't think it was nice. I wrote, what the fuck? Like, you're sitting in a perfectly lovely, like, bar lounge. Like, why would you want to just go walk around the city? And she's wearing, like, stiletto heels. Yeah. Those are not walk-around shoes. True. What's interesting to me is that they're, they're laying the groundwork for the city already. You know, so last week or the week before, we left off at Whitney living a, quote, bi-coastal lifestyle. And now, all of a sudden, this model is giving her advice on what it's like to live in New York. Oh, totally. It's it's dumb. But then we are back to L.A. We are at the She Pratt Lair. And <laughs> Lauren shows up at Stephanie's apartment wearing a cute little red dress with sleeves, sort of boho summer style, again with the dual braids. And... They sit down on the couch and they make some jokes about how that's where Spencer lived. And Stephanie says, do you want to switch couches? It's kind of funny. And so then Stephanie asks, what's Doug doing tonight? And Lauren says, I don't think Doug's going anywhere. And again, just like Brody and Whitney, Stephanie is shocked. Like they were really a hot ticket item or something. And then Stephanie says... I forget what the the conditions are, but she says she's ready to have some kickbacks at her house now that she's living alone again and... Oh, she said... Because when she finds out that Doug is no longer in the picture with Lauren and they're both, like, quote-unquote single, she's like, we need to start having kickbacks at my place. First of all, I after hours, is that what she's referring to by kickbacks, I'm assuming? Or just, like, hanging out at the house? Um, secondly, I feel like hanging out at a sober person's house for kickbacks would be fucking boring as shit. Yeah, I don't know. I can't figure it out. So then how did they transition to the discussion of the hamster? Oh my God. You mean Stephanie's shape-shifting hamster slash guinea pig? Yes. Um, so she's talking about how Lauren says, are you lonely? And she's like, no, it's just me. Well, just me and the hamster. And Lauren says, I thought it was a guinea pig. <laughs> and Stephanie basically like, well, it's like same difference. It's like, the and Lauren's like, no, she's like, guinea pigs are bigger. And Stephanie says, well, it used to be a hamster and it's turned into a guinea pig. Yeah. I know, whatever. I know. She's a dum-dum. Yeah. <laughs> that is a memorable Stephanie Pratt moment, though. Yeah. And I like that Lauren actually scratches her head and gives her a what-the-fuck look. It's really good. Yeah, I just like the fact that she has a pet that morphs. Yep. From one thing to another throughout the day. Yep. So, then we are back in New York. Whitney is walking around Soho with the model, again, in her stilettos. And he says that... Sorry, I'm yawning, because this episode's really boring, and it's boring talking about it. So he says that if she moves to New York, she'll make lots of new friends. She says she doesn't want to make new friends. And he says fashion is really a culture in New York. And they get back to the hotel. They they hug, I think. And he says he'll see her soon. Um, I actually wrote, I want to beat the model to death. Um, and what he said was, fashion is a culture, it's a way of life in New York. Oh, and it's art. Yeah. It's art. I wanted to strangle him. Yeah. I wanted to take off her shoe (laughs) and gouge out his eyes with her heel. Yeah. I think my, I think my yawn is justified. (laughs) So then we're back in LA and we're at People's Revolution and Whitney just tells Lauren all this stuff 
about New York and taking a walk with this model and he's cute and etc. And Lauren asks if Whitney liked him. She said she did. And then Whitney asks Lauren if she's, you know, resolved things or ended things with Doug yet. And Lauren says, no, I've been avoiding him, but we're talking today. Um, so basically Lauren has been ghosting Doug, which is rude as shit. Yep. <laughs> so then we go to Shay Ambiant and Stephanie shows up at the apartment and she walks through the door and Spencer says, when someone doesn't answer, that doesn't mean enter. I agree. But you left your door open. Well, and the camera crew's there again, so. Yeah. But whatever. But still, like, I agree. Um, also, the biggest takeaway I had from this, because it was pretty stupid, was that the fish tank is back. The jellyfish tank. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. And so Stephanie shows up with what she calls a peace offering for Spencer. It's in a giant birthday bag. Well, see, this is where I get confused, because I thought she said she had two things for him, and we only saw one. She says there are two things in there, but just open one. Oh. I wonder what the other one is. I don't know. Dildo or something? Like, why, why can't he open it on camera? I don't know. But it's in a giant birthday bag, so I'm assuming she reused a gift bag that someone gave her, maybe? Like, Probably. I do that. The box. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> gift box. And it is a copy of the Secret History of the CIA. Spencer's very excited. He says, good gift, good gift. I'll give you half a point for that. And Stephanie asks how Heidi is. He says, amazing phenomenal. So apparently things between them are going great. And Stephanie says, maybe we can hang out sometime. And he says, I don't think that's going to happen. They're hanging out right now. No, he said with LC, I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, so he was just same shit, different day. Also, I really want someone to address Spencer's work life or lack thereof. Yeah. He just reads. Yeah. Mm hmm. It's what I get to do one morning a week, probably, is what he does every day. But I, I, want, I, I want to know why no one's addressed it. Like, no one. Or why was there never... Why was the plot idea about Spencer and Heidi never about Spencer? Why wasn't he... You know, he has the stuff with his sister, and she has the stuff with her sister, and she has Bolt House. Why wasn't Spencer ever put up to do anything? I don't know. I mean, he's probably more interesting than Heidi, all told. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So then, in our final scene of the episode, we go to Doug's house. Which is sick. I want to live in it. It's It's beautiful. Got that ugly front door, though. Ugh. I don't remember the front door. It's a modern-looking house, and it has a big walnut, dark wood-stained door with circular, like, cut glass. Oh, I didn't even notice the door. Ugh. But yeah, cool house. (laughs) Bad furniture. Uh, Lauren pulls up in the driveway. Apparently Doug was in the garage or not using his driveway. Oh, wasn't that his Porsche out front? That's what I thought, but it wasn't in the driveway. Maybe he parks out front instead. I guess so. (laughs) After that, I let the whole neighborhood (laughs) see, maybe. So Lauren starts off by apologizing for saying she hasn't gotten back to him and she didn't mean to be cold, which is, that's nice. She's been slowly ghosting him, but at least she owns the fact Um, that she's... You're missing the biggest part, is that he says, oh my gosh, if I'd known you were coming over, I would have, like, prepared something. The camera crew's in your house. The camera crew was in your house. Like, he knew she was coming over. And he's sitting down and eating. Yeah. And he doesn't stop 
for this conversation. I mean, because they film him in, the, like, there was a camera inside when she got there. So, like, you, you knew she was coming. Yeah. For sure. I don't know. She apologizes. She didn't mean to be cold. And she says, you know, the, the spark between them just isn't there. So she doesn't take Whitney's advice and she just owns it outright, which is good. And Doug is surprised and he seems offended at first and says, really? So when you told me you had a crush on me in the club and starts to get defensive. And she says, yeah, a crush. Which, harsh, a little bit. So she says, it's just been a lot at once. And he says, all right, you know, I, I thought it was something else. And I've been trying to treat you well, like you deserve. And maybe I've been too nice. And she says, I, I think you have. And he says the whole thing sort of hit him like a ton of bricks. Um, which is, I'm sorry, I just have to say a shout out to, um, and my guys do this too, but it's the whole, and Lauren's falling into a trap, it's so cliched, the whole too nice thing. Like, he likes me too much. He's too into me. He's too pleasant to me, and therefore I find that a turnoff. That whole, like, I don't want to belong to a club that would have me as a member bullshit. Yeah. Like, it's gross. And I also, with Lauren, don't feel like I believe that about her. Like, I feel like she's fine to have someone worship her. Like, not a problem. Agreed. Um, and I think he came on too strong. Maybe he came on too strong, but I also get why she was flabbergasted, or he was flabbergasted, because, and, and maybe why Stephanie was flabbergasted and Brody was a little taken aback, because now that we know that Lauren is queen party girl, A, in previous scenes, we've seen her gushing over the fact that she's going out with Doug on more than one occasion. So I could see why the people in her life would think that this was more than it, what it actually was. Number two... When you're drunk at a club, you it's real easy to hang all over somebody that you're not that into just because you're drunk and like, oh, I'm drunk and they seem hot now. And also, he's six foot three and built. Yeah, I mean, that would. Happen. So I'm sure every time they're out, she like it's probably a little cold in the beginning of the evening, but the time she has a couple drinks in her is all like hanging all over him. Absolutely. So I could see why he would be like, where the fuck is this coming from? Like I thought, you know, things were happening with us. Yeah. So. As she leaves his house, she just says, sorry, Dougie. And that's that. That's that. Yep. What a lackluster episode. But not the end of Doug. No, not the end <laughs> of Doug. Um, yeah, it was pretty lackluster. And But next week is, looks like it's going to be pretty damn exciting. Because uh -huh. we get what I believe is going to be a two-parter. Part one will be next week of Maybe. Vegas. It was a bonus episode at the time. Yeah, that aired during the VMAs. But so the very next us. episode after aired the very next day. And just with the amount of teasers we saw, I feel like it's going to be a two-parter. But we'll see. Yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah. But we'll find out next week. <sighs> and that's our episode. And you can find the podcast on social media, Instagram and Twitter, at B. And if you have any comments or questions, you can email us at franklymarebe at gmail.com. You can find me personally on Instagram and Twitter at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hey It's Mare B. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. We'd love it if you could go to iTunes and give us a star rating and review and please subscribe. Until next time. <laughs>